Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where once a week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Darkweb Kowalski. Ooh, I'm Louisa Darkwing Duck Heron. Mmm, I, I like how you're both kind of getting into the Halloween spirit as we get closer to Halloween. Yeah, that's right. I'm so I should have been... Ghost in the Machine. Oh, well, don't ruin it for next yeah, time, Jeff. You've got still several weeks to do yeah, fun true. Halloween names for right, yourself. I'll start a Google Docs Bleep list that to out. think of Halloween-themed hacker names. <laughs> or, I feel like that's the most common type of hacker <laughs> yeah. name. Are they hacker-themed <laughs> Halloween names? Uh, exactly. how, many, how many hackers are named Spider? I think you've used that name at least four times. With a Y? Oh, yeah. yeah. With two Ys? <laughs> With four The I and the E are both Ys? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it's very good. good. The S is a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. Is the Matrix Franken's, a Halloween movie? Maybe, right? Frankenstein uh, P address? No. Dracula website. What am I saying? <laughs> DSL, but the D stands for Dracula. <laughs> Oh my god, that means that it's Dra- Dracula satellite link-up, though, and that introduces the concept of a Dracula satellite. Oh my god! That's terrifying! <laughs> they Wait, here we go. To, oh, they can continue to move around the, the globe and always be out of the sun. Oh, it's, it's genius. It's true. Fuck. DDoS, Dracula denial of service. We did it. <laughs> oh, that's when you say, no, you can't come into my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hackers can't come into your house if you don't invite them. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that is probably true. That's why Trojan horse viruses exist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, ooh, yeah, I would love this the horse. Original hackers. Yeah, I would love a Dracula to come to my party. <laughs> uh, uh, we're the stupidest people here. <laughs> what is this show? What are we doing? Uh, it's I don't remember so how far we, we got, yeah. this show, and I forget everything about how it works. You got the intro right, though. Good job. Yeah. yeah for I, once. I, I wouldn't even to- say that. <laughs> I had to take a break to like let my brain reset back to the thing it needed to be. Yeah, yeah perfect. So mm-hmm. now, now everything's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you do this week to to get through the eighty degree weather we're having in Ugh. autumn? Yeah, who who are you asking? Uh, <laughs> you can't Matt. do that. We're not in the same room. <laughs> Jeff's just pointing. <laughs> we can't see. I'm asking what? Matt because he was the last one who spoke, and I was okay. using that as a nice transition into this segment. But you're right that I should have specified. <laughs> yeah, we were both assuming you meant the other one. Yep. Because <laughs> nobody um, likes to do this segment, but we still insist every week. That's because it's the only good segment. The wikis are stupid and terrible every time. <laughs> I've got something this time, but if someone else says it, then I've got nothing. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, well, I'm certainly not going to say it. What I'm going to say is, yesterday... I had to go to a wine tasting. <laughs> had to? Mm, the way you phrase that, yeah. Yeah, so I needed to buy booze for my wedding, which is coming uh-huh. up in a couple weeks now, and I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the place, all of the places that I, like, contacted to get, get a quote for how much money I needed to pay for booze, they were like, you know, oh, we'll come into the shop and, and we'll, like, talk through it and all this stuff. And one of them, who was, like, recommended by the caterer and seems like a really good place, they were like, come into the shop and we'll do a wine tasting for you so you can pick which wines to have. And we were like, uh, I guess, like, <laughs> this is the cheapest one for sure, and everyone says it's the best, so I guess this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was actually kind of fun. I did yeah. not expect to enjoy it because I don't really like wine that much. Did you have to spit the wine into a bucket after you tasted it? No, there was a bucket, but I chose not to spit into it. <laughs> he just got shit faces. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, someone who did that for their wedding as they were preparing for the wedding. Uh, they went to a wine tasting for exactly the same reason. They died. They went before they went to lunch, so on an empty stomach, and they Uh-oh. didn't want to spit out the wine. They only had one sip of each kind, but they got totally shit faced, and their fiance had to drive them to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> to the airport to send them to jail yes. for drinking. You're too, too drunk much. for America. <laughs> Oh man! Get that kind of drunk in Europe, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're still fine to operate heavy machinery," but in America, no thanks. I've been having a um a sort of weird like because I've been eating less at the beginning of the day and saving it for like the middle or end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I go out to lunch somewhere and they serve beers with the lunch, I'm gonna order a beer with lunch. But then Mm -hmm. I drink. I have to like really nurse that beer until the food comes out because one apple uh, for six hours of being awake is not enough food to not get totally blasted drunk from one beer. <laughs> Why would you Why have a beer with lunch? A beer I don't understand the idea. <laughs> it was, uh, like, the place I went for lunch yesterday was a bar that primarily served, like, they, their thing was they were a bar, but they also had a full menu of burgers. So, I, uh, like, I'm not gonna sit at the bar and be like, please bring me one hamburger and none of your beers here in this why? bar that I'm in. That I do that all the time should. at a local brewery, because I love their food and I don't like beer. Yeah. yeah. I, when I was working in Central America, every day they would take us out to lunch, and everyone who was from Central America would drink wine or beer with lunch, and they kept on making fun of me and, like, being mad at me, and I Rightfully absolutely so. Ref- I absolutely refuse to drink alcohol at lunch. I'm working, and I don't want to be sleepy all afternoon. Uh, <laughs> it's not even yeah, about getting thing. drunk, but, like, I I got up at 5 a.m., and if I drink a beer at noon, I will be asleep by 1 p.m. What about brunch? Do you drink at brunch? Uh, mm. I will, but it's not my preference. Yeah, That's I what will, is too, but I don't like the taste of it. I would rather just have the orange juice without the champagne in it, or just have the Bloody Mary mix with no uh, vodka. Here's the key. You order a oh, peach tricky. bellini, which is peach nectar and uh, uh, champagne, and it's delicious. Unmixed okay. Bloody Mary mix is the biggest bummer I think I've ever heard of. Tomato my juice Why? and hot sauce with a yeah. celery stick in it. And just drink hot sauce out of the powder? bottle, you hobo. What's that? Why don't you just drink hot sauce out of the bottle, you hobo? Sometimes I do that. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she Kahlua. she strains her chili and then drinks the, the <laughs> no solids <laughs> juice. <laughs> like a shooter. Oh, That's how you do it. Yeah, uh, actually, that does sound kind of good. I don't that like does, uh, tomato yeah. juice, but I would drink chili chili leavings. I think <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, me talking about how as I get older, I want grease. things to have more flavor to them. I like tomato juice, but I like it a lot more if it's got hot sauce and Worcestershire and lime juice and chili powder and salt. It makes it all so much better. And tequila. Well, no. Is tequila traditional Bloody Mary? I thought it was just vodka. I have no idea. I hate Bloody Marys. I think they're <laughs> vodka, actually. But yeah, yeah, they're vodka. I am. Yeah. Um, I like places we, that give you a grilled shrimp on the side, so that's real fancy. That's weird. <laughs> we specifically seek out places that do brunch with unlimited uh, drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, you pay, like, whatever it is, $16, and you get as many mimosas as you want. Mm, yes. Uh, and that is just a really great way to spend a Sunday morning. 
and <laughs> afternoon and evening. Yeah, it's your whole day. Yeah. Uh, actually, we went to, and when I say that I ordered beer with lunch, what I meant was I ordered cider, which was on the menu of beers on tap as just cider, mm-hmm. with no, like, indication of what kind. Um, but we went to, me and Chris and Leah and Holly all went to brunch at a place that served brick oven pizza and beer for their brunch. Huh. And it was unlimited beer and whatever pizza you got. Like, little, the personal pan pizzas. Extremely mm-hmm. limited pizza. Uh, yeah, extremely limited pizza. And, <laughs> god, we each drank, like, four or five beers, and then spent it. the whole rest of the day drinking. It was, it was very, very mistake, but fun. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, <funny>. anyway. <clears throat> um, one thing that I learned at this wine tasting is, like, People always talk about the different notes and flavor layers and stuff in wine, and Mm -hmm. I always kind of think that that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. Go on. When you drink seven different kinds of wine in, like, ten minutes, you do know. You do notice. I've never noticed before, but I noticed, like, I was like, Hmm. oh, when you say this has tobacco notes, I absolutely know what you're talking about for the first time. Why yeah. the hell would they make a wine that tasted oh like tobacco? Oh my god, Jeff! Come on, Jeff, Jeff! God damn it, Jeff! Stop being such a bumpkin. No! <laughs> they say these things, they don't have tobacco in them. They yes, I didn't say that they had tobacco, tobacco in it. <laughs> Why would they make wine that tastes like tobacco? The taste the is not why people smoke. smoke. is a pleasant smell. People get candles that are tobacco scented. Oh my yeah. god, that's insane! It's yeah, a the good bur- smell! That's why people started burning it in the first place, Jeff! Yeah, oh, it, you have Jesus. to think of it more like in a pipe. That's what people are yeah, talking about. Yeah, not cigarette. Yeah, not cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even even describing like different varieties of roses, they'll be like, this one has sort of a medicinal scent to it. And yeah. it, like, it just naturally does. Yep. Well, yeah, nobody grapes. made nobody well, made that's the what I'm rose. saying, though. I don't know if they intended this wine to have a tobacco uh, aroma, but it just does. Yeah, apparently the guy the guy who was running it was teaching us a little bit about all of this stuff and, like, the reason why grapes are the thing that we make most wine out of is because grapes have, uh, like, the plant grape has an ability to sort of absorb smells and flavors from its surroundings better than most. Hmm. So when you drink a wine, for instance, he was telling us because of all the the fires in California in recent years, a lot of the wines that come from, like, Napa Valley and stuff now have smoky uh, flavors to them. (laughs) They all taste like melted siding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very cool. Now, something I've always wondered. I've always wondered, um, do they give you, like, uh, palate cleansers? Do you have little pieces of bread or something in between the glasses? Yeah, they gave us a little bag of olive oil crackers that we could eat. That's good. Um, Even then, the problem for me was that we started with white wines, and I absolutely hate white wines, and they, like, coat your whole throat with disgusting (laughs) phlegm or whatever. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So... I al- already I was starting to feel like ugh I cannot drink any more wine and then we moved on to reds and I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so even with palate bad. cleansers I felt like my whole like tongue and mouth and throat were just suffused with like acidic goo. <laughs> Oh, that was bad. So yeah. this ended up ultimately being a good thing? 
Well, I I enjoyed learning a lot about wine, and I feel like we picked some mm. good uh, some good wines for it. Even though the guy who was doing the tasting was like, mm, I don't think you want this one. This one has like a sort of a clove and cinnamon thing, and we were both like, uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So yeah, I always think it's weird when someone makes those kind of judgment calls without finding out any more about you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, he was, I mean, he was very nice, and he obviously once we picked something, he wasn't like still trying to sell us. But he, yeah, he assumed like, oh, for, from what I know of you guys, I think you probably <laughs> don't like spice. And we were like, what? <laughs> uh, that's funny. So you didn't so- get shit face, is what you're saying. Uh, no, I maybe got a tiny bit tipsy, but I am a fairly large gentleman, and my fiancé, Jen, is somewhat petite, so she did get a little bit drunk. (laughs) Fairly Large Gentleman is the name of your 80s synthwave band. Fairly Large Gentleman (laughs) is the name of my winery. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, too. That is pretty good. Yep. Honestly, I more... I more enjoyed t- picking the beers, which we also did, and that was fun. The <laughs> wine would just have like Henry the Eighth on it. Is he the great big fat one? Yes, he, they oh, were. Yeah. There were what a lot of say? great big. Fat uh, the ones. label of this wine that Matt invented. Oh, okay. uh, oh that makes sense because because uh, they could grow grapes in uh, the United Kingdom in Elizabethan times. Yeah, mm. it would either be Henry the Eighth or President Taft. It would have to be a famous. <laughs> I don't think of Matt as a fat guy, though. This is the yeah, neither do I, but it's his winery that he started based on that descriptor. Also, if I, if I had enough money to own a winery, I would absolutely get fat, just for the status. <laughs> yeah. He would be a oh, Henry VIII-style fat guy, where he yeah. did it mostly as an intimidation tactic. I write green sleeves every year. <laughs> He's always carrying a turkey leg. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we were, Jen and I were talking about the Mandela effect the other day, and apparently mm-hmm. that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding a turkey leg. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Apparently a lot of people think that uh, there's like a painting of Henry VIII holding a turkey leg, but there isn't. Huh. Because why on earth would anyone pay him only a turkey leg? Yeah, why would that exist? <laughs> well, yeah. there was that crossover, uh, I can't give you a specific era, but where portraits had to also feature still lifes in them to show your prowess as a painter. So you'd have yeah. like a really beautifully done bowl of apples and like the dress would have amazing lace on it. Yes, but what kind of piece of shit portrait painter would be like, hey, I'm going to really stick it to Henry VIII by showing him shoving his face into a greasy turkey. <laughs> Not leg. eating it, but holding it. I could yeah, absolutely I, see that. I think it's because the famous painting of him, he's holding some sort of brown object in his hand, and people mm-hmm. probably just assumed it was food because he looks like a hungry boy. Yeah, maybe. Here's what I don't know. Of course maybe they he did. he was at Frontierland in Disney World. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, of course they did have contact with the quote-unquote New World because of tobacco and everything. But did they have turkeys from North America in Europe at that point? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Maybe but it was like a, su- a suckling pig same. leg. Uh, yeah. When was he alive? 14... Late 1400s? Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> Well, maybe mid 1400s. Maybe Queen Elizabeth is late. Oh, in the Tudor period. Can we just say uh, that? Yeah, born, there we go. Now he we was got it. Born in 1491. So yeah, during what? his reign, they absolutely had trade with uh, North America. 
Man, and by trade, I mean stealing like things. Years. Well, yeah, of course, but we don't know if they had turkeys. That is what I'm saying. Yeah, Specifically that's turkeys. Yeah, yeah that's Yeah, because why on earth would you ship a turkey all the way across the Atlantic Ocean? Listen, they ate all kinds of stuff. They ate so many turtles that <laughs> the they type of turtle they ate is extinct now. We can't ever <laughs> eat that turtle. You can never taste with that turtle. <laughs> exactly. And there are so many writings about how it's the most amazing food in the world. Have the first turkeys were turtle? introduced to England in 1524 or 1526. Boom. Okay, good, good. We've got it. We've got it narrowed down. So he could have potentially eaten a turkey. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mythbusters. <laughs> Myth plausible. Yeah, Matt, how does it feel to be so wrong about this painting, man? <laughs> anyway, have you guys ever eaten turtles? No. You? Yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's all right. Turtle soup with sherry on it is like a whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure. It, it's very... It's it's a uh, hard-working food. You have to do a lot of work to to taste all of it. Huh, okay. <laughs> what does like, turtle taste like? Fish. Um, fish, I bet. It kind of tastes like halfway between fish and beef. Yeah. Yeah, eating reptiles is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, true. you know, eating anything is pretty weird. I've had alligator, and that was uh, fishy in a way that I didn't expect. And I did expect it to be fishy, but it really caught me by surprise. I've only yeah. had gator mixed with pork in, like, a, a uh, Louisiana-style meatball, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. It was I remember it being good, but it was very expensive, so... Yeah. In a weird way, I feel like reptile meat is a lot like shellfish meat. Yeah! it's so lean. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um... So, yeah, I picked out all the booze for my wedding. Uh, so, Great. Louisa, why don't I let you get ahead of Jeff on the thing that you're going to talk about? <laughs> all right. Uh, I am hey, playing. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I am playing this week, starting, you know, Friday, uh, Link's Awakening, the new release for the Switch. Hooray. Okay. Uh, who's Link? <laughs> exactly. Uh, if people don't know, this is a re release of a game that is uh, 25 years old, which I loved when it came out then, and here it is again. Yeah. And do you uh, love it now? I do love it now. Oh, it's so good. And it's amazing, too. They've updated the graphics completely. They're not just colorized. Like, they're completely redone as 3D. And it's the same kind of look as Octopath Traveler, where the background is sort of uh, out of focus, but as you move into it, it comes into focus, and everything has, like, a dimension to it in a way that makes Mm. it look like a diorama, which I love. That always makes me feel a little bit claustrophobic. Hmm. I don't know why, but, like, the weird, like, soft focus on stuff that is... I think it's because the 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 out of focusness happens too soon for uh, the way that it works in the real world, and yes. it makes me feel like the the horizons are coming at me. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Uh, well, I found I, out. Hmm? Uh, I was gonna say I they like the it feels like a natural extension of the link between worlds aesthetic, but made to actually look like something uh, where they're like, let's make everything sort of resemble plastic toys, and then I think that's why they did the sort of uh, weird, like, short focus or long focus. I'm not sure which. I see what you're saying, and I guess I kind of agree, but I think it, it really ties in very closely to the original graphics. Yeah, it's it, it definitely, they stuck to the same designs, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all of the little things in this remake that are, like, quality of life upgrades, but like they don't really make they they're just improvements like giving the sword and shield their own buttons. Yes, that is very nice. 
Yeah. I still get tri- tripped up because you have to assign tools to the X and Y buttons, and I keep accidentally hitting Y and using up all my bombs when I don't mean to, so I have to keep making sure that that's like a shovel or something I can't use up. <laughs> yeah, I always mix up X and Y, too, because of uh, the Xbox being... They, they switch A, B, X, and Y, like, with each other. Yeah. yeah. Each of the pairs, A and B, are swapped, and X and Y are swapped versus Nintendo, and I hate that. <laughs> the trouble is with this game, it's, uh, it reminds me so much of playing the original, which I did many times, that I keep pressing the Y button to uh, use my sword, because that's where the B button would be <laughs> on the old mm. controller. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my muscle memory goes right back to that. God, I played so much Link's Awakening as a kid. I had the, the DX version for the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and it's really weird how much they totally nailed, like, the perfect Game Boy experience in 1993, yeah. and then, like, the only way they could possibly have improved it was adding color to it in 1998, and then there were still three years left of Game Boy games to make, but they already <laughs> nailed it twice for the same game. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, that's that's... Exactly echoed with the Switch with Breath of the Wild. They made the very first game on the console was the <laughs> best game on the console for sure. Yeah. They'll never top it. Yeah, and neither will anybody else because it's the best <laughs> yeah. game ever made. Also because no one wants to make games for Nintendo platforms. This is that is, I'm okay with that. That is much different this generation because of how good the Switch is selling. Like, we're starting to see games from a couple years ago. Developers are like, oh god, we need to put a game on this thing so that we can make any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, I work with uh, all women and a lot of them are my age or so, and they for some reason never have played video games and a lot of them have a switch now which is kind of amazing it's like a whole untapped market for what like what what was the thing about the switch that lured them in do you think i think it was breath of the wild mostly have you huh. been talking about it at work a lot? Not really, because like they kind of gave you up on that. Well, I fucking refuse to talk to anyone who doesn't talk about Breath of the Wild. For here's six the months. thing, though, they uh, kind of gave up on that because, like, I think other people told them, like, "Oh, you're gonna love this. It's the best game ever made." But like, that's not really their thing. But then they can get games like uh, uh, Shovel Knight or like Golf Story or like those little games. Which yeah. are kind of like almost like an extension of like a phone game, and I think that is really drawing people in. I agree with that, but this is something Jeff and I talked about last week. Actually, is that um, not on the show, just in real life, <laughs> about how they are kind of hitting the Steam store problem now, where because they have so many indie titles, their store is just full of garbage. Yeah. And they they have not figured out a good interface to easily find the stuff that you would actually care about. Yeah. So, like, yeah. your <clears throat> options are scroll through by release date or, like, scroll through by what's on sale or whatever. But there's a good chance that a game will come out that you would absolutely love and you'll just never know about it. Yeah, that's a shame. I think it's just buried in all of this trash. Uh, I wish they would uh, get back to curating stuff like they used to do more. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, people have figured. I was just reading an article about this this week. People have figured out how to game the system, uh, which is why when you go on great deals, you'll see games that are like ninety five percent off um, mm-hmm. because they know if they put the game ninety five percent off uh, and then 
it'll get put on the great deals section, and then a bunch of people will be like, this game costs a dollar, of course I'm going to get it. Then, yeah. because so many people are buying it, it ends up on the featured, uh, like, best-selling mm. list. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Uh, so, developers have figured out how to, how to game the current system, so Nintendo really needs to, like, at the very least, let us rate the games with stars. Yeah, that would be very yeah. good. That would be a good thing to do. But yep. this game is perfect, and we're all enjoying it, right? Is it worth $60, though? I keep on thinking, like, maybe I can scrape together the money for it, but $60, though? Yeah, I think it's worth about $40. Yeah. And I did uh, that extra $20 for me for nostalgia. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I don't think I would buy a lot of games like this for $60. Yeah, it's really weird for them to do a remake with, like, not substantial additions to it for full price. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing some of Dompe's, uh, uh dungeon, and uh, it's not as uh, interesting as I thought it was going to be. So. Yeah, I uh, I got the bundle that comes with the art book, and then I also bought the amiibo, so I ended up spending mm-hmm. like $93 on this game Jesus. altogether. <laughs> but also, Link's Awakening is one of my like top five favorite games ever, so yeah. I think that's what they're banking on, is people who like the original being like, well, yeah, of course I have to get it. Yeah, which worked on me, but uh, and probably yeah. not for other games. I was disappointed with the Amiibos. I have several Amiibos. None of them are from Legend of Zelda properties, so none of them gave me anything. I thought, well, at least I'll get some extra rupees or something from these, but no, nothing. It says this Amiibo does not work with this game. Yeah, the yeah. only Amiibo <sighs> that works, I think, is the, the Link's Awakening Link, and what you can do is save your dungeons to it to take them to a friend's house. Ugh. I do not get the appeal of that at all. Yeah, yeah I don't. I the appeal for me was I wanted a little toy of that good design of Link. They keep <laughs> on doing that with like with the amiibos for Super Smash Brothers, where it was like, "Ooh, if you use an amiibo, then you'll be able to save your fighter stats." Like, what? My fighter has stats. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like. Do I, care? I, don't, I do not like the amiibo fighter function. It's just like, what if CPUs learned from you and were way harder? Okay, I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> I think again, Breath of the Wild being a perfect game. It was great that everything you uh, put in as an amiibo just gave you something. Yeah, like you just got a, a good sword in a treasure chest or something for your amiibo. That was just nice. Yeah, I like that with a uh, fire emblem as well. Like. If you use one of the Fire Emblem ones, you get something special. But even if I used, I used the uh, Super Mario Brothers cereal box <laughs> amiibo, and I still got like some fish or something. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, games yep. that have like a bunch of amiibos that give you specific bonuses, they'll be like, yeah, every other amiibo gives you a random bonus. Yep. Yeah. But not this game. <laughs> yeah, not this game. I'm still enjoying it, though. I'm getting a lot of deja vu where um, there are moments in certain things you see that you can see in your mind's eye also how it looked on the original black and white pixel yep. mm. setup, and it's very interesting. I can we, Wait, can we go back to Amiibos for one second? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I want to ask this question, and I've been thinking about it since Amiibos came out, but it just came, it just crystallized my mind to exactly the problem I have with Amiibos in general. Okay. Do you think if you were a kid and the, the concept of Amiibos was explained to you, you would be profoundly disappointed in them when you actually got one? I don't <laughs> Here's think what I'm so. Saying. Okay. If somebody gave me, if somebody so told me Amiibos unlock extra game content, they're these little toys and they represent characters from like all your favorite games. 
the idea that you would connect your Waluigi amiibo to Fire Emblem and you couldn't play as Waluigi in Fire Emblem, (laughs) which is the only thing that I would think of if I was a kid, I would be furious. I would be like, what is the point of this bullshit? (laughs) I totally see what you're saying. But that, it it does happen in some games, so I think it would be enough to keep you, like, Which game? Codename Steam on the 3DS, if you scan any Fire Emblem amiibos, you get those characters in the game. That's so specific, though. <laughs> the thing about it is, if you're a kid, what you want is, oh shit, I'm gonna make this, you know, Resident Evil game look dumb by having Kirby be in it. And that, that you can't, the fact that you can't do that makes Amiibos completely disappointing. Yeah, it's, it's really weird because every other Toys to Life franchise, there's like a main game of it, and you mm-hmm. use the toys with that game. But with yeah. Amiibos, there isn't. I'm really yeah. amazed that they haven't just been like, alright, here's a MOBA, and you can use all your Amiibos in it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and I can't believe, I feel like that game should have been Super Smash Brothers, and they yeah. should have had a thing where your Amiibos, like, every Amiibo unlocked, maybe not necessarily a new fighter, although that would be fucking radical, <laughs> but even just, like, a new outfit for your fighter, or, like, a new move set for your fighter, or something. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you just get spirits with most of the Amiibos. Oy, oy, oy. Which is whatever. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah. It's, the spirits are but nothing. Here's the thing, Matt. You say you would have been disappointed with Amiibos, and yeah, you make a good case. You th- still would have bought them, though, wouldn't you? Because that's kind of what Nintendo wants. And you I would have, be- because I would have th- believed what Jeff is saying yeah. that sooner or later they're going to come out with one where I can put all of my characters into one yes. world, and it's never going to happen. Ah, oh, but by that time they've already got your money and skip town. <laughs> I've yeah. only gotten ones that I wanted toys of. I've never yeah. gotten them for their in-game functionality. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the only one I have is Waluigi. <laughs> oh man, I have so goddamn many. Uh, I have Rob the Robot, Shovel Knight, uh, Splatoon Boy and Girl, and Squid. Wait, mm. Jeff, Jeff, can I just stop you right here to ask, is this going to be funny at any point? Or yeah, you've already listened to your amiibos to us. Oh, have I? <laughs> Yes. Uh, Splatoon boy and girl, do you care about those people? They don't even have names. I like Splatoon, and I like the designs of the characters in it. Okay, that's fair. It's like one of the only video game franchises in general, and it's very surprising that it's a Nintendo game because of this, that actually seems like it knows and cares about what's fashionable in youth culture. Hmm. Yeah. Video games are usually at best, like, five years behind. Like, Borderlands... I don't know, Jeff, have you seen all of the zippers on Sora's outfits (laughs) in Kingdom Hearts? (laughs) Like, Borderlands... Borderlands 3 just came out, and I guarantee you that there's a damn Daniel joke in it. Like, 100%, there's no way there isn't. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Uh, Such a shame. Christ. <laughs> I All right. see that's what oh. video games need to do. They need to m- make their own memes. Then you don't have to worry about trends, like the fact that uh, Tingle is a pervert in the Legend of Zelda games. Yeah, they made that up, and it's great, and everyone loves it. Wait, who made that up? The internet? <laughs> no, no, the game did. It did not. Yes, he it did. was not a pervert. He was like a weird guy, but he uh-huh. wasn't a pervert. No, he's definitely a pervert <laughs> yeah. in that first one because he's like everyone in my life keeps telling me I'm not a fairy that I'm just some forty year old guy in a costume. But no, I'm a fairy for real. <laughs> that doesn't make him explicitly a pervert. He also implicitly a pervert. <laughs> he sells maps to secret hiding places to a little boy. 
Yeah, I know. I look, it's implied he's a pervert. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not explicit is all I'm saying. That's what you want It's to- not explicit, but it <laughs> is implicit and they intended to do that. That is supposed to be the joke of him. Do you need him to be standing at Terminus Square jacking off? Like, what do you want here? I mean, for him to be explicitly a pervert, he needs to do something perverse as opposed to a bunch of things that are just like, the, the the seeds from which perversion grows. <laughs> or the ways in which we universally indicate pervertedism in uh, culture yeah, that's all ages. him as a pervert isn't the same thing as showing him being a pervert. Yeah, no, that's true. It's not real pervert. It's not real pervert representation, and we shouldn't give Nintendo, Nintendo credit for it. <laughs> it's true. What are perverts going to get their fair shake? <laughs> Plausible denial perverts. <laughs> When is a pervert going to be a main character in a game? But, I mean, we've all been asking for a Waluigi game for a long time already. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, yes. well, no, I'm not counting Waluigi either. Nintendo, what? do better. Clap emojis. <laughs> I think Waluigi might be explicitly a pervert. <laughs> oh, I hope so. God, Those crotch chops? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah what is that's that? That's the most perverted thing any Nintendo character has ever done in one of their games. <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, anyway, mean, there was was that whole talk about uh, Luigi's dick? <laughs> Remember that? Jesus yes. Christ! Yeah, I can't believe we as a culture allowed that no. to be a thing we talked about for we, like a week. We did it because it's wonderful for a company that is so wholesome to, to release something wholesome, and everybody get gets a chance to go, "Oh, you're perverts," and then they have to <laughs> then they have to release a statement saying, "Oh no, we're not perverts." <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's extremely good. I watched a whole last video of someone calculating how big Luigi's hog is based on that image. Uh, Anyway, Link's Awakening is wonderful, and it's so self-contained of a game that you know if you miss anything, you can just go back to that little part of the map again and check again. It's very relaxing. It gives you very uh, pleasant, like, Metroid-style feels, where you walk up to a thing and you're like, oh, I can't get past that. And then you mm-hmm. go get another thing, and you're like, oh, hey, I remember that thing that I couldn't get past before, and I can definitely get past it now with the new thing I got. Yeah, that's one nice thing they've added, which is on your map, you can uh, mark things with a pin. So you can be mm. like, oh, I can't get through this door, but uh, later I will be able to, so I'm going to mark it. It's- Are you guys going to do that, uh, probably the most infamous side quest of all time, the mail delivery quest, where you have to do, like, 75 steps to get a slightly better sword? Yes, I've, of course. I've already started the trade quest. I currently have the dog food, and I don't remember who gets it. Do you want me the to dog? No. no. Jeff, it's the dog, for sure. No, because I've dog. met the dogs, and they don't get it, so I'm just yeah. gonna keep talking to people until somebody wants this dog food. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tell you, but I won't. I knew in the original you did the trading game to get the shovel, but I just stole the shovel from the store. <laughs> so I'm cool. Yeah, but it didn't change my file name to Thief, so that's one change I don't like. Oh no. Uh although they did keep in my favorite Easter egg, which is that if you type your name in as Zelda, it changes the file select music. Oh, oh that's, that's weird. Cool. Yeah, it did like a weird it changed it to like a weird flamenco version of the Legend of Zelda theme. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm Are up you to sure it just gave you a shovel to do the delivery quest? I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right either. I'm pretty sure doing the whole quest at no. the end of it, you got, like, no. a better master sword. You get no, the better because sword that is the, the seashell palace. Oh, you're right. The seashell thing is the better sword. Is it, yes. is it the bug net at the end? I thought it was the shovel. I don't think it's the bug net. It might be a jar. Is it one of the jars? No. 
It's not hmm. the jars. Um, oh, the that. boomerang. That can't be it. <laughs> this game is set up in such a weird way where you can just buy certain things from the store, like yeah. bombs. You don't have to do anything to achieve bombs. <sighs> There's a bow and arrow uh, in there. You get, the, you get the magnifying lens. Oh, right, to read the weird book in the library. Yes. yes, but then in order to get the um, in in order to get the boomerang, you have to use the magnifying lens in a certain cave. That's all well and good. There's yep. a bunch of tools I don't use in this game, <laughs> which is a shame that they've set it up that way. But yeah, I uh, really like it anyway. Yeah, me too. I love it, and I will keep playing it. I will probably finish it within a couple days because yep. I've already done three dungeons. Yeah, I will wait until it comes down in price to. Forty dollars or less, and then I will play it. And then you'll be a skeleton. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, a Stalfos, thank you. Oh, Ooh, there you go. You got him. Well done. Uh, so, I, Jeff, oh, were you going to say something, Matt? I was going to say the thing you're saying right now. Yep, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh God, I was going to talk about Link's Awakening. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's been two uh, weeks, went, you guys. I went to the movies yesterday, uh, and uh-huh. I saw Ad Astra and Hustlers. Huh. I've never heard of either of those movies. Ad Astra is Ad that one where um, somebody goes and their dad is an astronaut and yeah. they are an astronaut. Brad Pitt is sad about space. Did you see a trailer for this? Yeah, Brad Pitt's dad was an astronaut. Yeah. Huh? And what? that's why his ass is out of this world. Oh my god! Ah, got, <laughs> him. got him. Freaking got him. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad dad space movie with uh, Brad Pitt playing the son of Tommy Lee Jones, the best Hold astronaut on, I've ever. I've about this for a while. <laughs> really? As if Matt invented that joke. <laughs> I like that I could hear how suddenly it hit Matt that he yeah. set himself up and he was going to say it. <laughs> I was so excited. Excited to get through it. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. Man. Good stuff. Uh, so, what are you saying, Tommy Lee Jones? Hasn't he already played an astronaut in something? Yes. Old Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Yes. Space Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot the key uh, phrase. <laughs> no, I remembered the key conceit, which is what if oh, astronauts yeah. were old? <laughs> yeah, exactly. These <laughs> oh. are terrible, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I saw that movie. Tommy Lee Jones is sad about being in space. Uh, Brad Pitt is even sadder. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it's definitely like a weird Oscar bait movie, and Mm. it shouldn't be because it's got a bunch of like Paul Verhoeven esque uh, near future like. I would call them gags in any other movie. Like, he takes a commercial, it's, it says- Gags as in they make you almost vomit, uh-huh. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he, like, it says at the beginning that it takes place in the near future. And then we, uh, see him take a commercial flight to the moon. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Then when he gets there, there's a Hudson News and a subway at the moon base. <laughs> And then he has to go to a different part of the moon, and they're like, this is the moon no man's land, which is, like, disputed territory from Earth countries, and, like, it's really dangerous. And then moon pirates attack his moon rover. (laughs) Ah, This sounds awesome. Yeah, that that whole sequence totally whips ass. I loved it. Uh, And then a bunch of- This kind of sounds like a gritty reboot of Mystery Science Theater 3000 a little bit. (laughs) For some reason, there's just, like, a solid 20 minutes of the movie that is Mad Max Fury Road, but on the moon. 
God. That's awesome. Yeah, but like, it's primarily a movie where Brad Pitt's sad voiceover is like, oh, my father, did I really ever care about him? Did he ever care about me? Does space give a damn? Wait, is his father space? Do we find out at the end that Tommy Lee Jones is the god Uranus? (laughs) Is he part of an astronaut dynasty? Is this what you're saying? Uh, His father's an astronaut, now he's an astronaut? His father became an astronaut and left on a mission to the outer solar system to get, like, out of the magnetosphere of the sun so that they could uh, more accurately get pictures and signals from other galaxies. Okay. Um, and then he disappeared when Brad Pitt's character was 16 years old. So he became an astronaut, like, to follow in his father's footsteps <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. So then he's, like, one of the best astronauts. So they're but like, then hey. He starts getting letters from his father in the mailbox outside his lake house. Yeah. Oh my god, he uh-huh. falls in love with his father. It's terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> a horrible movie. He turns on his space radio and his father from 1975 <laughs> yeah. is on it. Uh, his father um, leaves him a future uh, newspaper on his doorstep every morning. <laughs> yeah. His father's cat is there with the newspaper. Now, I'm sure this isn't the plot of the movie, but when I first saw the trailer, I thought Tommy Lee Jones was playing the same character as Brad Pitt because of relativity, and like he flew away from Earth so fast that he got mega old. That would be so <laughs> awesome, but unfortunately it's not the case. God damn it. Um... <sighs> Hmm. Okay, yeah, I saw that. It was fine. Uh, Hustlers, however, was amazing. I loved it. What is this, this is about? the true story of the magazine Hustler? Uh, it is based on a true story from Didn't a magazine. Did you make one of those with Woody Harrelson in it? Uh, yeah, The People vs. Larry from yeah. Larry yes. Flynn. Um, it's not about the magazine Hustler, but it is about um, some strippers who decide to start robbing their uh, the, pe- the men at the strip club. Uh, starring- oh, this is, I saw an ad for this movie and I keep getting it confused with that there's a show on TBS or something about women who do essentially exactly the same thing, but it's a TV show. Claws? Maybe. Julia Stiles is in this movie? She plays the <laughs> reporter who's making the story. Okay. She's not I thought she was playing a stripper, and I was like, is this some kind of weird, like, MILF strip club? <laughs> uh, well, the main stripper is Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I know! <laughs> but she looks goddamn incredible, and she does a- she gives, like, the best performance of her life in this movie. She's incredible. <laughs> I was thinking right. the other day, actually last night we were listening to 90s pop radio in the car, and um, uh, what's that one, uh, If You Had My Love and I Gave You All My Trust, what's that song called? I know which one you mean, I don't remember his name. Uh, anyway, that song Jennifer Lopez did, and I remembered, oh yeah, Jennifer Lopez started as a musician. She started Why as a fly girl. Why did we allow her to do all of this stuff? She started as a fly girl on In Living Color. That's true. Yeah. I guess she started as a dancer, yeah, when and she became a very poor musician, and <laughs> then a she... very poor actor. <laughs> when she got a music career, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, she's a dancer, why are you letting her have a music career? Just because yeah. Paul Abdul had one? Paul yeah. Abdul, also not a very good singer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I really like Straight Up. That's a good song. Uh, the only Paula Abdul song that I know. Well, what about uh, Opposites Attract? Yeah, Opposites Attract. Come yeah, on, DJ that, Scat Cat. Yeah, that's the one the podcasts piece? like to reference, but I've never heard it. Oh, man. Uh, what about uh, He's a Cold-Hearted Snake? I don't, Jeff, I don't think... I, his eyes. God damn it. I don't that think song at the end of the episode. I didn't yeah, hear yeah. the songs "Pony" by Genuine or "Jolene" by Dolly Parton until like two years ago, when the internet decided they loved them again. For yeah, some exactly. Both of them are pretty good, but like 
I had not heard them until recently, and every like when everyone started talking about them as if they were songs everyone knew. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so- this this movie's great. It also has Constance Wu in it, who you may know from Fresh Off the Boat and Crazy Rich Asians, playing yes. yet another <coughs> age of character. Because in Fresh Off the Boat, she plays a uh, like old grouchy mom, and in Crazy Rich Asians, she plays like a young love interest. And then in this movie, she plays the same character from the year 2007 to the year 2014, and we have no idea how old she is the entire time. Twenty. 20- <laughs> She's, Five? Is she an ageless being, maybe? Some kind of god? She <laughs> is like such a weirdly transforming actress. She's, like, so good at blending into roles. Uh, delight to see. Also, hmm. fun cameos from Cardi B and Lizzo. Who are yeah, I was going to say, looking, at this, looking at this cast list, they are continuing the... Uh, musicians with no acting talent yeah. theme. <laughs> uh, Lizzo was funny, because she has, like, a good personality. Cardi B was a little wooden, but all of her dialogue was, like, very well written, so it made up for it. Ugh, I feel like that's gonna date this movie. Like, in ten years, people are gonna be like, can you believe they put the- them in this movie? No one knows who they are anymore. Okay, again, I'm sorry to keep referencing 90s <laughs> pop radio, but do you guys remember in the Will Smith rap Wild Wild West uh-huh. that there are other guys and uh-huh. one of them is a guy with bleach blonde hair and a leather vest open and his chest exposed? Who what? the fuck is that guy? <laughs> oh my god, that's- isn't that- is that Cisco? Because Drew Hill was the name of the band, right? That's what he says. Big Will, Drew Hill. Yeah, oh, Cisco yes. was in Drew Cisco. Hill. Cisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's So, in your face, Matt, I still know who Cisco is. Do you? Is he still doing things? I no. haven't heard a song of his <laughs> in minimum 15 years. <laughs> but he had the yeah. song song, and we all remember. Uh, so that's not Cool Modi? Who's Cool Modi? Cool Modi is the guy who sings the hook. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. He's good. Yeah. He does a good job. Mm-hmm. But Drew Hill or whatever, the- The band. Cisco, yeah. C- uh, yeah, it, he can go straight to hell. Also, I know I'm totally derailing Jeff's thing, but- Um, do you guys- Okay, you know the Lauren Hill song, Strumming My Pain With His Finger? It's not her song, but go on. Well, she sings it. Yeah, but the, that was the Fugees. That wasn't her by herself, also. Well, fine. Anyway, yes. that's not the point. Yes. Actually, that kind of is the point- do you guys ever get unreasonably furious with Wyclef Jean because the only thing he does <laughs> in that song is say one time over the very emotional lyrics and like completely sucks the emotion out of them? Uh, no, I don't never. Think I, know this song. I fucking hate that no, part. I She's just like strumming my pain with his finger okay. one time, one time. What does one time mean? Why are you saying it? It means nothing. Stop. <laughs> When he did an acoustic version of If I Was President, where he plays the guitar and sings, and it was so amazing, I can't uh, be mad at him after that. Listen, Gone Till November is one of my favorite songs from that time period. I love Wyclef Jean. That, him saying that over that otherwise beautiful song (laughs) and completely undermining the emotion of it makes me furious every time. Do you remember they had that hit and then almost the same year, or maybe the next year, the movie About a Boy came out. You remember that? And that's a Nicholas Sparks novel. So that was written well before it was made into a movie. But a key component of that movie is the boy, the titular boy, uh, sings that song in a talent show because it's his mother's favorite song. And everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh God, don't be such a loser and sing that stuffy, old, boring AM gold song. (laughs) But (laughs) by that point in real life, it becomes a hit again. Yes. And that's why he became Beast from the (laughs) X-Men. 
wait, what? The yeah. boy who plays the little boy oh. in About a Boy grew up to be the Beast in X Men. Okay, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think it's another Nicholas name. Yeah, yeah. I like that guy. He's fun. Yeah, he's, he does a good job as Beast. He's better, much better than Kelsey fucking Grammer. Oh, I was gonna say he does a bad <laughs> job as Beast, but I like him anyway. Uh, also, <laughs> it's good. it's a Nick Hornby, not a Nicholas Sparks. How oh, dare you? See, I, oh yeah, I've never no read one, any of the novels. No one so. fucks a ghost in that novel, as far as I remember. <laughs> yeah, there's no twist that at the end. It turns out somebody had Alzheimer's and then died in 9-11 or whatever. <laughs> so if you're a man who writes uh, rom-coms for other men and you ch- you like disguise it so they'll actually buy it, does your name have to be Nicholas? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why Nicholas Cage is so popular. Can we get into a wiki, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I'm bringing it up now. I just had to double check. Remember me, the Robert Pattinson movie was not based on a novel by Nicholas Sparks. I'm sorry for offending everyone. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. Every, like, for the, you guys clearly know, but for the audience, that's a movie where the twist of it is, it takes place in the year 2001 and he dies in 9-11 at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it came out in 2010, so it's not like it was made shortly after. Yeah, I read a with- review of that that hated it so much it was a delight to read. Wasn't there an Adam Sandler movie where the climax was that his family died in 9-11? I think there's one where the Mm. premise is that him or his friend is sad about someone dying in 9-11. Does it have uh, Danny Glover in it? You're thinking of The Bucket List. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of The Bucket List. (laughs) What are you saying? What are we doing here? Give us that motherfucking... (laughs) I sent the link, and what we've got was Versus Battles Wiki. I have no link. I put Put the the link in the thing. I did! It's not there! I don't know what to tell you! I put it there! Put it there again! I'm gonna put it there five times. (laughs) Okay, please do! It's there five times now. (laughs) I don't see it. Alright, type vsbattles.fandom.com into your web browser, then. I guess. Uh, God damn it, Google. Make your thing work. Alright, I'm gonna put the link in the chat. Louisa, do you see it? Oh no, this is gonna be something Matt hates. It's Rain Over Me. The premise is that Adam Sandler's family died in 9-11. Yes. Louisa, oh, Louisa's dead. Okay, bye Louisa. (laughs) She fell into a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It kicked me out, so do I have those links now? Uh, no, I, no, I don't. No, <laughs> okay. I gave you the instructions because yes, I put the yes, links in. Yes, I put them in and I found it. But okay, I good. thought maybe being kicked out of the Google. Do you see the one things. I posted? Nope. <laughs> cool. Hey Google, your chat sucks. I also yeah. don't see the one you posted, Matt. <laughs> God damn it! I posted it twice. Oh, God. All right, we're gonna, that means we're just gonna have to actually listen to each other when we describe our random pages. We're switching, we're switching to Skype for the show from now on. (laughs) When I yelled, God damn it, my Google uh, assistant woke up and tried to ask me what I wanted. (laughs) Speaking of, I have to remember to mute my unnamed one. If I say the name (laughs) of it, it will wake up. Uh, I muted it so I can say it's my Amazon Echo with Alexa functionality. Do you guys ever think about the fact that Alexa has become he who shall not be named in our modern world? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, that think- is the thing that that is the thing that ancient people feared when they said the name that it would summon that thing and then it, <laughs> that thing would come like ask them questions or like demand things of them. We've we invented that horror for ourselves. Yeah, it's very weird and fun that we did that. Oh, I'm getting an ad that makes noise automatically, and when I I click the mute button, it it opens the ad. 
cool. Boy, I hate this. Yeah. yeah. So, Guess where I'm never shopping ever again, Nordstrom. This is uh, something else we hate about <laughs> wikis, which is just like, oh, what if? Except not really true creativity, no. just bullshit. I'm sorry, I'm hyper into this <laughs> one. <laughs> so I'm seeing a navy blue background with little white dots, but they're like, it's like it's a tie print. Why, yeah. why is that? Nobody knows. Uh, because the ultimate versus is bow ties versus straight ties. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, because the answer is neither can win. They are so conditional. Okay. They each must keep the other in check. Yes. Welcome. The purpose of this wiki is to identify, sorry, is to index the statistics of characters from a wide variety of different fictional franchises. Here's a list of pages that are useful to become acquainted with. <laughs> Character profiles, fictional franchises, important pages, terms, powers and abilities, and disclaimer. So, oh, man. I love this so much, actually. This is just yeah. pitting people against each other, Greatest Warrior style, right? So yes. I clicked, uh, from the homepage, I clicked on a link that said tiering system, to I guess, which is rules about their rankings. And I'm... I love this, and I want this to be at the top of every description of every podcast we do from now on. It, the very top says, in bold, this page is extremely important. <laughs> oh, cool. my God. This I'm already- is my least favorite type of nerdery, which is trying to put numbers uh, on nerd stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Spider-Man is more objectively more powerful than Batman, a character yeah. who he does not interact with. Like, okay, but he is, though. But who cares? Let's not talk about it. Uh, so, there's something that's uh, We're gonna talk about it. That's with, the whole episode. With nerd bullshit is the tab media then has little sections you can go to. Uh, anime, books, cartoons, comics. Uh, out of these, there's a total of 12 of them that are shown, and one, two, three, four of them are just different types of comic books, but they've given them different names so they can fucking split them up into different sections. That is a full third of this info. Just fucking comic books comic yeah i know except they're not they're all just fucking comic books comics manga light novels and visual novels fuck no, off. visual novels are a type fuck of video you. game fuck off it's a video game yeah visual Bullshit. novels are uh like dating games yeah that's like a manga though is all it is no it's a type of video game it's, you're reading a manga, except you're doing it by pressing buttons to make choices. Right? Like just <laughs> okay, we're getting Choose into your a own weird adventure area anime. where Louisa is going yeah. to end up saying that all fiction is the same genre. It all has <laughs> words in it. the same thing. <laughs> They're the yeah, same a movie is just thing. looking at a bunch of panels of a comic book really fast. Yeah, it's just a flip book. Movies are the same <laughs> as flip books. Uh, you know I'm right, is uh, the problem here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I clicked through to Tier Zero, because I'm really curious. Tier Zero is boundless, uh, high outer verse level. Um, what is there a list on? of characters that are Tier Zero in that? what? I, on the tiering system page, I scrolled down. Where the hell is that? Uh, Matt was talking about it. It's one of the important pages. I didn't okay, hear none of us listen to what Matt says. No, I, I couldn't hear what Matt said. That's fine, you don't okay. need to. It's the page for tiering system. Anyway, I'll just describe it to you. So, these are characters that, um, it says, it's important to note that such characters are not omnipotent, as such a concept isn't well suited for our tiering system. <laughs> okay. But one of the characters in this system is the character the writer, who is uh, the writer character from the comic book Animal Man, who's literally omnipotent because he's the person writing this whole world that it takes place oh, in. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I feel like that's going to come up over and over and over in this. Yogg-Sothoth is there, too. (laughs) There's no, like, double-checking of things, so it's people setting down rules like, well, nobody who can fly, and then the first person is Superman, because no one is checking to make sure that anything follows any of these rules. How is- wait, okay, there are two characters from the Cthulhu mythos, Azazoth and Yogg-Sothoth. Yeah. Um- why isn't Cthulhu on here? Isn't he the big the biggest one in that? Uh, I guess I don't he think... would be omnipotent. Is he? Does he count as a god? I don't think C- Cthulhu is particularly powerful compared to the others. I'm clicking through to Cthulhu myth- mythos. I want to see what tier he is. <laughs> uh, tier unknown. Fuck off. Oh, okay, because he's too powerful. <laughs> uh, I just want to know who would win in a force. fight: Grant Morrison or Yogg-Sothoth? Likely high four C. Four? Yeah, he's just a big monster. He doesn't have, like, magic powers, except that he drives some people insane. Oh, he's- uh, 4C is the level of you can create or destroy a star. He has an ability called reality warping. (laughs) Well, apparently he can create or destroy a star up to a large star, it's not clear. But if you could- if you could warp reality, couldn't you be like, now that thing is is a small star? You know who could beat him in a fight, though? Grant Morrison. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm fascinated that this page is called The Writer and not Grant Morrison, because it is it is Grant Morrison. <laughs> it's the guy who wrote Animal Man, and he's referred to by name when he shows up in the comic book as the writer of the comic book. I mean, the first sentence on the page is The Writer, also known as Grant Morrison. <laughs> I, it's just weird that the title of the page is The Writer. That's so much more vague. Yeah. Mm, so these levels are pretty weird. Did you get into that at all? No, we can do that now. I was just looking at the highest ones because it's, like, yeah. odd. The Law of Identity is one of the Tier Zero characters, and it is a young-looking, panty-shot uh, anime schoolgirl who is the true god of some universe called Ichiban Ushiro no Daimo. That's Daimao. fucking what everything's gonna be, isn't it? Not everything. Yeah. No, yeah, it is gonna be it. that. It's all gonna be like, well, you know, we've objectively figured out that after all these complex and uh, complicated characters from around the world and throughout history, this anime girl is the best one. It's always gonna be that. Yeah, this has definitely big, like, Reddit energy of, uh, she's not a child, she's actually ageless, yeah. so it's fine to draw pornography of her, which is the grossest thing about the internet. <laughs> I do yeah. like how awkwardly you pronounce the word pornography, though, Jeff. That makes me very happy. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Uh, uh, so the lowest level you can be is a zero-dimensional character. That doesn't mean anything. And then the best you can be is a boundless, which also doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Lifting Wait. strength irrelevant. Yeah. Why is her lifting strength irrelevant? <laughs> how? Wait. Wait. Mr. Mixia Spitlick from Superman is a tier 11? I would make fun of you for- I would make fun of you for how you pronounce that, except it's supposed to be unpronounceable, so I can't legally make fun of you for it. I mean, I'm pronouncing it the way that they teach you to pronounce it in the Superman cartoon show, which is as valid as any other. (laughs) Yeah, why- why are him and Bill Cipher so low? Yeah, he's stronger than Superman. Is Superman on here? There's three SCPs in the trending pages for Tier 11. What the hell? If Superman isn't on level 9 superhuman, then I don't know what to tell you, but I think he might not be. 2C. God damn it! What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, 
So I, I guess, okay, this is Mi- Mr. Mix's Philek from Supergirl Cosmic Adventures, which is a separate continuity. So maybe that's why he's less powerful. This page sucks, actually. <laughs> See, yeah. I, we brought you down to our level now, man. You're also I just disappointed. Know, I just want to know who would win in a fight of all of them. Can you put that in anywhere? Because that would be a great feature, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking here and all of his strengths attack potency, high multiverse level plus, speed immeasurable, lifting strength immeasurable, could lift the entire multiverse and all reality, including the tenth dimension, within his hand and shake it. Like why why is he then the lowest tier if all of his strengths are infinite? Especially Ugh. because one of the tiers is extra dimensional and he's that's like the only thing he is. <laughs> Maybe tier zero is like so powerful that it's outside of the he's traditional tier. He's not tier, tier zero. System. He's tier eleven. Oh, That's tier the eleven. That's one. what I meant. Uh, zero dimensional characters and those qualitatively inferior to them. Oh, I see. Because it includes all one and two dimensional characters. Uh, so if you're three dimensional, you're regular. So like a um a uh, single celled organism <laughs> would be above Mister Mixel Picklick. He's he's tiered on his page as high 2A, high 1C, and 11A. <sighs> I guess because like? in addition he's two-dimensional. to- Yeah, because he's explicitly like within the fiction, within this specific version of the fiction, he's a cartoon. Yeah, hmm. but like, he doesn't have to be. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't be like, well, one time Superman decided that he didn't want to punch someone, so he's really tier 11 because he can't punch. Like, he could, he just didn't. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm also I- confused. Uh, on the regular level, we have 10C, below average level, physically impaired humans. I don't like that, but I won't get into it. And small animals. Uh, and then uh, B is normal human characters. Uh, animals aren't mentioned again? Are larger animals? Where are those? Where do those fall? Yeah, I don't like that they're being, <laughs> that they, that this implies that Daredevil and a chipmunk are on the same level <laughs> of power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, a bear would be where? <laughs> Above the uh, street level, perhaps? Superhuman? Yeah, a bear, a bear could absolutely human? beat up a disabled person. What? Is oh, that no! what this wiki is telling us? <laughs> I don't like this at all. That's what you were asking. Uh, I was wondering if a bear counts as a superhuman, because... <laughs> yes, they're superior to humans yeah, in many ways. Physically, ladies. very strong Olympic level athlete. I think so. You know how fast bears can run? I feel like they're in the superhuman. Do you know how fast bears can run? Does anyone know that? Yeah, Louisa, I believe if it. you don't create a page on this for bear, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Christ. Actually, I'm going to look up bear. Yeah, do that. Bear. So it's I looked be up like a character. Bear, the star of the Disney movie about that fucking bear. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Bear. I clicked on bear, and it's bear from Silent Hill, which is a dog. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Amazing. So I clicked one of the trending characters just to see what, the, like, how the matchups work, and I mm-hmm. clicked on Spinel from the Steven Universe movie, and I won't spoil the Steven Universe movie. Um, that is pretty good, but like. The they put her in tier seven A and unknown with her primary weapon she uses in the film. Um and then discussions about Spinel and the two top ones are Spinel versus Porygon Z with eight messages. And what? All Might versus Spinel with one hundred and eighty six messages. <laughs> Why do as many as eight people care about whether Spinel could beat 
the second evolution of Porygon. <laughs> I feel like this whole website is about people who care about that level of bullshit. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're both, like, crystal robots from space. Who knows? Who can say? I mean, they they have more in common than uh, Spinel would have with, say, uh, Raichu. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I can see why they would match her up with All Might, because they're obviously going to match every single character up with All Might, because he's, like, anime Superman. He's just explicitly very, very physically powerful. Um, okay, so I clicked on a random page. I don't know how we're going to do this. Just tell me the URL, I guess. Oh, it's gonna be so bad for our listeners Let, to hear. Just explain it to us and okay. we will listen this time. The page I got was Ovelia Atkaska. Uh, she is the sister of the main character and the princess slash damsel in distress for most of the game of Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Um, Are you familiar with this character? I am extremely familiar with this character. I've oh, played through her. Final Fantasy Tactics at least a dozen times. Um, she is... At the beginning, she is sent off to a nunnery um, by her father, who then dies, and then you have to go save her once you realize that the whole religion of your world is actually based on ancient demons that pretended to be gods, kind of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so she has, like, healing magic stuff and whatever. She's sort of a uh, a buff character. Mm-hmm. Um, She's got, like, big muscles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, she has the best accessories that you can get in the game. She has a, like, a necklace, I think, that makes her immune to everything, which is good. She's a good character. She's, she's very useful to have in fights. Uh, okay. She certainly knows magic, which is good. The best thing about her is that, like, in a game where everyone is always at war, her character is developed to be someone who's sort of, like, uh, compassionate towards even her enemies in a way that no one else really is, which I appreciate. Hmm. I love this art style. Enough of this bullshit, Matt. Tell us what her ranking is. Yeah. Tell uh, us if she could beat Mr. Mixapitlick in a, in a arm wrestling <laughs> match. Apparently everyone could. Um, okay, so her tier is listed as at least 9B. Up to 5A with magic. Yes. Um, what does that mean, though? She has magic. Here we go. 9B, you say? Yes. 9B is wall level. Characters, weapons who can destroy a wall. Oh, page scrolled by itself, sorry. Uh, or those who can easily harm characters with wall level durability. Very large animals. Oh, a bear is probably a wall level, huh? Yeah. So this princess, this diminutive nun is as powerful as a bear. Yeah, this 15-year-old girl is bear strength. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sounds about right. Sure, why not? Only with magic, though. If she wasn't using magic or she was out of MP or whatever, she would get her house rocked by a bear. It would absolutely be able to kill her. (laughs) Okay. It's good so weird that they were that they have different rankings for whether she has magic or not because she's a character who has magic. <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? That's like being like, okay, well, here's Spider Man and here's his power ranking if he didn't get bitten by a spider. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, normal. I, I think that uh, the thing that would alter um, that would alter Spider Man's power ranking is is his web shooters out of webs or not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair. 
But that's not what this is. This isn't her being like, you know, her power level without weapons. It's the only reason she's on this list is because she knows magic. So then to be like, but if she didn't have magic, she would be this lower level. Like, yeah, normal person. That's the only (laughs) thing about her that's abnormal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. You want me to do mine? Yes. Yeah. My random page is Henry Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh, I love Henry Fire Emblem. So his categories are fire users, wind users, electricity users, and 23 more. Not going to click on that. Uh, summary. Henry is a plegian dark yep. mage and a playable character in Fire Emblem Awakening. He was sent away as a child to a place where he was treated cruelly. He enjoys the company of animals and at one point was rather close to a wolf. After the wolf was killed by villagers when it attempted to visit him, Henry snapped, killing everyone. Henry has become well known as a powerful sorcerer throughout Plegia. He joins Krom and his army when they're being ambushed by Risen. And there's a picture of a smiling, uh, wayfish, white-haired boy uh, holding a raven. And he looks extremely goth because he's one of the goth characters. <laughs> Every yes. Fire Emblem has uh, like one or two goth characters that you will uh, make into the Dark Mage class. Jeff, stop being willfully obtuse. Every Fire Emblem has a goth house uh, and a extremely like sexual fuckboy house. <laughs> uh, I can I see wish. this going both ways for this uh, twink. Yeah, <laughs> in his purple cape. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, let's start putting older Fire Emblem characters <laughs> into which of the three houses they go in in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Let's start okay, making so our own ranking house- system Wait. of fuckability. <laughs> <laughs> boring house, goth house, or fuckboy house? He, could, he can't He can't go in the goth one because Hubert wouldn't allow another disaffected goth to be there. So it's I'm going to put him in Golden Deer with yeah, uh, fuck famous boy house. bisexual I agree. <laughs> He's holding that raven, though. I feel like that's a strong case for goth. I don't know how you can go, get around that. He's uh, happy it, about it, though. He would get killed if there was another... <laughs> Hubert would be like, I can't allow you two goths. This house ain't big enough for the both of us. Well, okay. we can solve this right now because he has a tear, doesn't he? So yes. what's what's your guy? Look that guy up. Oh, yeah. I can I'm look him up it and up. see. I'm doing it. <laughs> you can see if he'll... Um, you can see if he would beat <laughs> Henry Fire Emblem. <laughs> Uh, Hubert from Fire Emblem does not have a, ca- a page on Holy shit. That's incredible, because they're, like, keeping up with fandom stuff. Like, Spinel is already up here. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, Well, Spinel so- is, old, is from longer ago than the new Fire Emblem game. No, she's not. That movie came out, like, two weeks ago. Did it? I thought it came out a couple months ago. Anyway. Um, so, Henry has a ranking of 7C, which is town level. Uh, uh, which means that he's a pirate because he sails the seven C. <laughs> oh, nice. T- tier seven is the nuclear tier. Uh, at seven C, a character can destroy a town or those who can easily harm characters with town level durability. Now, that's all a bunch of nonsense, but it says in his backstory he killed people in a town, so that's what they mean? Yeah, I now, guess so. I need to know what do you think his power le- level is without magic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. Uh, two. Yeah, <laughs> he's not he gets very more muscly, powerful without magic. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, the magic just said encumbrance. The magic is holding him back. <laughs> he drops that book and he grows to the size of an entire universe. <laughs> That's actually a pretty c- good concept for a, a character in a fantasy story: is somebody who uses magic, but only because they're so good at fighting and they feel like it's cheating to use a sword. <laughs> Oh, boy. Christ. 
So his lifting strength is superhuman, but there's no evidence for that here. Uh, attack potency, town level. Striking strength, town class. Durability, town level. Speed, superhuman. Why? Oh, because he has an ability called... Because uh, he has a good uh, combat speed, I guess. Let's not read this page. Is All that right. what you're doing? Don't yeah. Uh, okay, so I got... Uh, Mamizo Futatsuiwa, uh, who is okay. a character from something called Toho Project. Um, Could she, you spell any of that, please? M a m i z o u f u t a t s u i w a. My pronunciation was I didn't practice beforehand at parsing it, so my pronunciation was a little on the fly. This is a girl in glasses with a brown dress. Yeah, she, okay. yes, that's her. She has a brown dress and a big, I'm yeah. assuming, tail, but she is specifically classified as a Bake Danuki, which translates to monster raccoon dog. And usually the uh, Tanukis are depicted with uh, sitting on their giant ball sacks. So I yeah. don't know if that's what she's doing here because the picture is cut off at the bottom. Yeah, I think that tail is actually a ball sack. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> she's also got cat ears, so she's one of these. Yeah, well, yeah, a tanuki would have that. I like that she's got a bottle yeah, of she's sake. She's not a tanuki, she's a girl a- doing cosplay as a tanuki. Like, that's I- what the character is. Oh, okay. I like that she's got a bottle of sake and a uh, opium pipe. pipe. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's opium, is it? I think that's a, the shape of an opium pipe. No, she smokes crack. <laughs> Oh, That's okay. part of her backstory. She's cool she and modern. Cane. <laughs> uh, no, it says that she's a summon from this game. So she sure. is, she is probably a supernatural creature. Her tier is three A, possibly low two C. Mm. She's wearing those sandals that are four inches of sole and then just a little thong on top to hold onto your foot, and I fucking hate to see that because no one could walk around in those. You would fall off them immediately. They did I though. Hate to see it, like folks. that's a real thing from. I hate it. From yeah, she's medieval got... China and Japan when there was so much like mud and muck in oh. towns that you needed something to lift you up out of it. I was I gonna it. say it's a thing from late nineties pop music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I also too. hate that. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is an opium pipe, and apparently what? you can tell the difference because it has a hooked end. Instead of the pipe coming out of the side of the bowl, it, it like hooks up into the bottom of the bowl. Huh, that is fascinating, because I would have said it's more like a Gandalf pipe, which is just for, you know, whatever. No, his yeah, definitely comes out the side of the bowl, though. It doesn't. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I didn't uh, see the difference, but now that you're saying it, I do. Yeah. So this person is like a, a drug addict. <laughs> Sure. She's a she's a magical creature from magic space. So Tanuki are supposed to be like hedonists, right? They like they like all the worldly comforts. Sure. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, mass. Her speed is massively faster than light. Plus, what does that mean? I'm looking at the list of all of the speed levels. Lifting strength class twenty five. That's even less helpful. <laughs> Massively faster than light plus means you can travel a thousand times faster than the speed of light. That means nothing. Yeah, that's a meaning. Okay, so every time she moves, she destroys the entire fabric of physical reality because of the friction of her movement. What's weird is, above that is infinite speed. Teleportation does not count, by the way. (laughs) I don't know what that could mean. Well, okay, so I I think that is probably there for Wally West, the Flash. 
Yes. Because he has demonstrably moved at, like, tens of trillions times the speed of light, and once raced instantaneous teleportation and won, so... Yeah, it's defined as the ability to move at an infinite distance within a finite amount of time. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. That isn't, how is that different from, like, omnipresence? Uh, her ranking puts her on the universe level, which means ability to create or destroy a universe. Yeah, she's so really highest, strong, I guess. The <laughs> highest tier of speed on this list is irrelevant. <laughs> Which I actually kind of like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, oh man, Wally West is only massively FTL plus. Come on. <laughs> uh, anyway. Immeasurable by running through time, but no. At what point does uh, speed become irrelevant? And then it's still not the same as teleportation, though. Here's the answer. At every point, because distance <laughs> is an illusion. <laughs> what I'm saying is, why are they making the distinction? Why are, why are any of these distinctions being made? <laughs> I'm so confused as to why this Tanuki girl and the Flash are in the same tier looking at their, like, list of accomplishments. Yeah, that's because nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody's cross-referencing any of this when they make up their own idea. Right, and the thing of it is that comparing these two completely unconnected characters in any meaningful way is stupid and pointless. Yes. I'm- look, it's my boy Wally West, though. I need- I need- he- he's explicitly the fastest man alive, so I need him to be faster See, than ever. Nah, this person is not a man. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got that's it. true. You figured it's it okay. out. Uh, with the help of everyone on Earth, he was able to reach trans-time velocity. What does that mean? Sure, why not? Let's Granting him a speed of over 23 tressadillion times greater than the speed of light. And this is just like a big number with like a hundred zeros after it. Sure. What, the, what does that mean? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I could not. I like that we that. both stopped for so long <laughs> leading up to that so that hopefully somebody can clip that out and make that into a sound bite that we could just play whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> You say he's the fastest man alive? Yeah, great. I love that. That's a great story. That's all I need. I don't need the quantifiers on that. Hmm. I just, like, I feel like cool narrative things like that, like, he's the strongest or the fastest, and that's mm -hmm. how the fiction treats the character, is mm -hmm. so at odds with this type of absorbing media where everything has to be, like, relatively compared yeah. to everything else. You know what the shame is? It's It would be a good story in a true traditional, like, folklore sense to have someone be the fastest man alive and then find out he's not actually when he goes on an adventure. And he just was the fastest in his area. Yeah, he was just the fastest guy in Central City. Yeah, exactly. And then you find out there's just other people faster. No, like, he what makes a wish to be the fastest man alive, and then he dies and is in purgatory and has to race against every other person. Oh, and he doesn't yeah. have his speed anymore because he's not alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was referencing that episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> Where he wishes to be the best pool No, player. no, I like Jeff's idea that somehow his speed is tied to his blood or something that he or, can only no, have his life. Well, if he's the fastest man alive, then he wouldn't be fast anymore when he dies. Yeah. That's the monkey's paw twist to it. And uh, everyone I've ever seen who's dead does not have any speed at all. Yeah, they're really slow. <laughs> he wishes to be the fastest man alive, but, like, 
then he gets hit by a truck and dies, because he doesn't see it coming. Oh man, we're gonna write the best Twilight Zone, it's all gonna be superhero-related. Yeah, get out of us, Jordan Peele. That's not true. <laughs> my first, the whole first season of mine would be what if a podcast was haunted. <laughs> Just every episode I would write would be, what if a different podcast was haunted? <laughs> what if specifically that's- WTF with Mark Maron was haunted? <laughs> I realize that you are referencing this, but that's literally the plot of the second an episode of the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, I know, and I saw it and was like, that is, like, that's exactly what I would have done. Why was it the second episode and not the first 12? <laughs> uh, I do like the idea of what if Prairie Home Companion was uh, was haunted. Yeah, what if Prairie Home Companion hey, told you the time you would die? Hold on, isn't that exactly what Welcome to Night Vale is? Oh, God, yes! Uh, companion is haunted? Yeah, he yes. just invented Welcome to Nightmare. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh man, guys! I just saw a trailer for a movie that's going to be the dumbest movie of all time, and I absolutely desperately need to see it. Uh-oh. It's called Countdown, and it's about an app that becomes extremely popular that tells you the exact time of your death. <laughs> we predicted this. We predicted tag- so many times. The tagline is "Death." There's an app for that. <laughs> That is so good, because that whole concept of a phrase is, like, five years out of date. Yeah, I could not, like, if you sat me down with infinity time to come up with the funniest possible premise for a horror movie, I would never come up with that. Uh, Is it going to be a horror movie or, like, a (laughs) rom-com? The trailer did not make it seem like there would be any comedic elements to it at all, besides the very premise. That seems like a huge mistake. If you're going to have a bad horror movie, it should at least be funny. Mm, I think it'll be funny by accident. Like, sort of how uh, Ad Astra was awesome by accident when it put in those (laughs) moon pirates. (laughs) Do you think that was, like, Mm. one writer who came in at the very end and was like, this movie is boring as shit. (laughs) Here's what you need is 20 minutes of space pirates. Yeah, George Miller came in and did a punch-up, and he was like, "Uh, there's no car chases in this script, so I just went ahead and added one on the moon for you. I feel like if I saw that scene like come up organically in the movie and I didn't know it was coming, I would only be able to hear the song We're Whalers on the Moon yes. from <laughs> in my head the whole time. Jeff put that song at the end of the episode. <laughs> Here's the unfortunate thing. There's no way you wouldn't see it coming because the first 20 minutes is him getting told that he's going to go to the moon soon and then as soon as he gets there, everyone's like, watch out, there's pirates on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. God, right, every, that's every called piece foreshadowing of it. Jeff, and it's the sign of a good screenplay. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie on. is so predictable, but I did really like that moon race. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Uh, I don't know why you, you did. Can, as you can tell, our podcast is definitely a tier 1C or higher. Ooh, yep. nice. We yeah, finally made it. Powerful. We, we got that accreditation that we reality. wanted. Yep. Wait, what is tier 1C again? I probably should have checked uh, that. A complex multiverse level? Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds about right. 6 to 11 dimensional characters. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I'm, we explore I'm, the multiverse on this show, so... I'm mm-hmm. only a two-dimensional character, but you guys, all three of us together combined, <laughs> add up to like eight. I'm pretty yeah, one-dimensional, pretty good. actually. <laughs> I think all together we add up to a fourth-dimensional character, which is just one person. Yep. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> okay, anyway...
Wait, are we um, fourth dimensional humans? Yeah, we travel through time. Come on. Uh, it but depends we, on if you count time as a dimension. Which you have to, because what else is it? We're definitely outside of the third dimension, because we can manipulate all three of those dimensions at will. Wait. No, that, hold on. That, <laughs> That's even, not what- that, No. That can't be right, because then even, like, wasps can do that when they build hives. Yes, I think that third dimensional being, like, what, all beings on Earth have to be above third dimensional. What are you saying? Are you non-dimensional? Listen, being able to manipulate the lower dimensions doesn't mean doesn't make you a higher dimension. <laughs> and we like, can perceive you could this- be like, oh yeah, this cube is three-dimensional because it can move planes. What does that mean? <laughs> So what you're saying is this tiering system is actually a uh, hierarchy yeah. <laughs> where we are above these other dimensions because uh-huh. we can manipulate them. <laughs> I think that... We're allowed to have dominion over these dimensions as given to us by God in the it's Bible. <laughs> not just that, but we can also perceive the fourth dimension, time. That's true. I don't so can think, chipmunks I think that- when they store nuts for winter, though. Yeah, that's fine. They're also fourth dimensional beings, though. Oh, okay. I think the best theory I've seen of it is that time is its own set of dimensions, just like space is. Whoa. Because it doesn't mm. really make sense for time to be, like, an overlay on the spatial dimensions. It's time thick, though. It's got high time width. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. it does. <laughs> like, there's a moment in time, but then there's also, like, a duration of time. Time isn't uh, real. Neither is consciousness. Well, neither is space, so what are we even doing? Exactly. Yeah, Superman could punch time in the face. Oh man, I really yeah. liked when that Superboy Prime got so mad that he punched time and broke it. Yeah. Instead of them just being like, well, we're gonna retcon it all. They were like, oh, there's a reason why it was bad in fiction, actually. I do like when people recognize how dumb and pointless their thing that they're working on is, and then they're just like, it doesn't matter. None of what I'm doing matters. (laughs) The current plotline in The Flash is uh, Wally West from the old pre-Flashpoint universe came in and was like, hey, why is everyone ten years younger? What's happening? And Mm -hmm. they discovered that Dr. Manhattan did it. Cool. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why that's the thing, but... That's fine. It's all fine. None of it yeah. makes any difference. None of it matters. Yeah, that's what we determined. All right. So anyway, if you like this show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Not that it makes any difference. Uh, tell your friends about it, <laughs> well, but they aren't real and nothing is real, so don't on. bother. None of this matters. <laughs> I none do not agree is, with this. <laughs> none of it is important. I would at say all. kill your idols, but they don't exist. So <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was about to say kill Billy Idol, but that just seems mean. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Is he still he alive? seems like a fine person, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod. <coughs> if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Mastodon, at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can follow me on Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. You can go to WeaponizeLanguage.com to listen to all the episodes of this show. Creepypodsta is over, but I'm already talking with someone from that show about doing another podcast on a different subject. So keep an ear out for that. Maybe it'll already be out by the time you listen to this episode. I'm not sure how far ahead we are right now, because our recording schedule has been weird. I'm done. Also, time is irrelevant. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Oh, is that the end? Okay. Yeah, I said I'm done, but Matt talked well, over it. Well, okay. I needed to make my jokes. Yeah, that's the important thing. That's why I'm here. That's the only thing that matters, that we yep. make our jokes. Yep.
Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at louisaadmastodon.xyz. Talk to me about things. We'll make up some dumb system for who could beat who. Sure, why not? Okay, which of us is the highest tier? Oh, me, for sure. Yeah, I think it's probably. me. This is where we get into conflict. I'm pretty sure it's me. <laughs> yeah. This is this is how we keep each other in check. This is a rock, paper, scissors thing. I'm higher mm-hmm. tier than Louisa, who's higher tier than Matt, and Matt's higher tier than me. Yeah, that's probably about right. Or the other way around, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm scissors, thank you. Uh, uh, I'll paper. take paper. No! Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just accidentally play rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> yeah, you both lost because you both did paper. Tied. So now I'm the most powerful. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dumb podcast. <laughs> yep. Did Are you we- do your thing, Louisa? Yeah. We didn't we didn't say our la- I said where I am, yeah. No. Okay, well I wasn't sure. Don't yell at me. <laughs> you anyway, were listening, weren't you? <laughs> I was, but then we got into rock, paper, scissors. I- okay, and I anyway. win. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Please come back next time, but in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Delete your account. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs>